Madame et Monsieur, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles McDonald, brought to you in association with Force Magazine on World Radio Paris. Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is a primetime fashion show for World Radio Paris, brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald and I'll be hosting the show exclusively for World Radio Paris. In today's show, I take a look at some of the headlining fashion news that's starting to trickle back down into the world fashion press. From industry updates on the design, art and management sectors, be prepared for more than a few surprises from over the past few months. Louis Vuitton is known for its colourful, eye-catching window displays. But instead of an elaborate setting for merchandise, Louis Vuitton is now offering Parisian passerbys a mural along its Pont Neuf headquarters to lift spirits in these gloomy times. The star label of LVMH Louis Hennessy Louis Vuitton called on French artist Stephen Burke, a.k.a. Lucky Left Hand, to decorate the facade of its Pont Neuf headquarters in central Paris with his bright minimalist artwork. The artist who hails from a suffering town on France's southwest coast painted bright, stylized rainbows and his signature hand motif. In a nod to social distancing, the hands are symbolically placed a metre and a half between each. The mural sketches more than 900 feet across, 14 window facades. I hope I managed to convey some of the positive energy, and let's face it, we need it all these days, said Burke, who's the nephew of the brand's chief executive officer, Michael Burke. The artist said he sought to both convey the feeling of summer vacation, while also capturing the current transitionary period. Louis Vuitton announced last month it was making medical garments for local hospitals at the nearby ready-to-wear manufacturing site in the central Paris headquarters, joining other LVMH Moeb Hennessy companies making the supplies. The group has been using perfume factories, for example, to make hand sanitizer. The neighbourhood is also home to LVMH's sprawling Samaritan complex, which will house a high-end hotel and small department store, which had been scheduled to open this spring before the coronavirus hit. As luxury stores remain shuttered in many markets, garment factories across the US and Europe are taking part in the scramble to produce face masks and medical garments, including French labels such as Chanel and Kering's Saint Laurent. Sergio Rossi, the celebrated shoe designer, has died at the age of 84. The cause for death of the master cordwainer, who founded one of Italy's most illustrious footwear brands in 1968, is not known. He was hospitalised in Cesana for a few days, leading sources to speculate that he had contracted coronavirus. The brand's chief executive order, Riccardo Scuto, who had been at the company since April 2016, announced the news on the morning of the 3rd of April, according to WWD. It was a great pleasure to have met him, said Suto. He was her spiritual guide 
and he is today more than ever. Scutio went on to praise Rossi's business news, but also his capability to pop into feminine sensibilities. The designer loved women and was able to capture a woman's femininity in a unique and dynamic way, he explained. He was never over the top, but always in good taste. The shoes were always wearable and he was never satisfied until they were perfect. They weren't accessories for him, he told me once, that he wanted to create the perfect extension of the woman's leg. Rossi's cutting-edge footwear, including the famous Opana sandal, inspired generations of shoe designers, including his own son, Gian Vito Rossi, who worked with his father until the business was sold to the Gucci Group, now caring, back in 1999. Gian Vito continued the family legacy by launching his own eponymous brand back in 2007. Since Kering sold Sergio Rossi to Invest Industrial in 2015, which subsequently relaunched it to acclaim in 2019, Sutil and the team's mission has been to bring back the right DNA, the right products and the spirit of the Sergio Rossi woman. This messaging testament to the authenticity of the brand's founder, Hoover Versace, Dolce & Gabbana, Azedina Laya, all enlisted to pepper their own collections with the shoemaking magic over the decades. The British Vogue team, who were noted fans of the rebrand, stated, I have a pair of brand square-toed sandals, which are absolute staples of my wardrobe. The perfect patent, the perfect heel height, and the perfect blend of 90s minimalism with the modern edge. Quoted News Director Olivia Singer. Over the next few years, seeing the brand return to his roots has been vibrant, brilliant, and in the office, very informal. We all have formed and learned something of a Sergio fan club, and with many preferences for the paired back alternatives and classic styles, if anyone ever needed advice on a shoe for an event, which they often do, his name is the go-to from all across the world. Quite simply, his shoes are a rare blend of being both entirely wearable and exceptionally chic. Sergio Rossi's SRIs may have been a secret fashion footwear weapon for the past four years. Part of the permanent collection can sometimes be missed by even the biggest footwear fans among the noise of the latest trends. It's been hard-pressed to find another designer who nails the 90s shoe shape so perfectly. Every time women wear them, they seem to get noticed and asked where they're from. Their timeless statement is a testament to the talent of Sergio Rossi, the original shoe designer. Claire White-Keller has confirmed she is leaving Givenchy after three truly wonderful years as its artistic director. 
The British designer made history as the first woman to take helm of the Heritage French House, founded by Hubert de Givenchy in 1952. She brought it back to the Haute Couture runway and also won perhaps the most coveted and highly classified fashion commission of the decade, when she was chosen by Meghan Markle to design her wedding gown in 2018 for her wedding to Prince Harry. The news comes a little over a month with what we know was Claire White Keller's final Givenchy collection at Paris Fashion Week showcased in Autumn Winter 2020. Focusing on a world based on haute couture has been one of the highlights of my professional journey, White Keller said in a statement she posted on Instagram. I have shared so many incredible moments with the brilliant Givenchy ateliers and design teams. Your exceptional talent and dedication will forever remain in my memories. My heartfelt thanks goes out to each and every one of the unsung heroes and heroines behind the scenes for their contribution to product, to communications and retails and every global team member, partner and supplier in between. Without all of you, I could not have brought my vision for Divanchi to life in such a beautiful and dynamic way. White Keller, who succeeded Ricardo Tichy as artistic director, is understood to have been at the end of her initial three-year contract with Givenchy. The brand said it will announce a new creative organisation at a later date, and it's not yet clear what the Birmingham-born designer, who spent six years at Chloe, will go on to do next. During her three years at the house, White Keller forged a close relationship with the Duchess of Sussex, who, after walking down the aisle in a minimalist double-bonded silk caddy Givenchy couture gown, went on to choose Givenchy for several of her most significant royal engagements. White Keller also unveiled some unexpected new ambassadors during her tenure, including the pop superstar Ariadna Grande, and her fellow designer, Mark Jacobs, who appeared alongside the legendary actor, Charlotte Rampling, in a recent campaign. White Keller, who signed off her lengthy Instagram post by urging her 432,000 followers to stay safe, said, Love and creativity remain central to what I do and who I am, and does a heartfelt belief in kindness and the courage to be true to your heart. She added that it is looking forward to embarking on the next episode and the industry will have to wait for now to see just what that might be. 48 Chanel pieces have just dropped on farfetch.com. The archive collection, which comprises pieces worn by Claudia Schiffer, Yasmin Lebon and Inès de la Fresange on the runway, provides a snapshot of the work of one of fashion's most foremost creators, Carol Lagerfeld, from the 80s until his death last year. Once owned by the fabulous socialite Catherine McNulty and sourced by Rewind Vintage, prices for the item start at £250 for a scarf and £4,500 for the tweed handbag. McNulty's husband called Rewind Vintage founder Claudio Riccio, with whom Farfetch.com has been collaborating since 2011, Back in February to mention his wife had passed away. 
He asked me to meet him for lunch at the Ritz-Carlton in Cannes as soon as possible because he was heartbroken and couldn't have her clothes in the house anymore. Rachel told British Vogue via Zoom, needless to say, Catherine's wardrobe was in Aladdin's cave of Chanel. McNulty, a petite unique character, who Rachel says had an impeccable sense of style and an eye for the unusual, first contacted Rewind Vintage nine years prior, when she was looking for particular pieces to add to her burgeoning private collection. I remember walking into her closet in Cannes, where McNulty retired after living in London, and being blown away. She only wore Chanel, recalled Rachel. Catherine stored every single item in a neat hotel laundry bag from her travels. And as she pulled them out, all in mint condition, the stories got more and more remarkable. Tales of dinners hosted by Diana, Princess of Wales, blurred into those of nights when McNulty's shoes were so uncomfortable her husband had to carry her. She said, one day I will sell it all and I'll call you, said Rachel. The specialist shoe owner did not expect the phone call to come from McNulty's husband, who remembered where the couple had bought every single item in the wife's wardrobe, where she had worn it and why she loved it. Catherine used to make little catalogues of her clothes on pages in Vogue, said Rachel, and I knew I had to display it to the right audience to give the collection the attention it truly deserved. Naturally, Farfetch snapped it up and the E. Taylor assembled similar collages in tribute to McNulty's personal handiwork. Rachel launched Viewline Vintage back in 2010, and as a trend forecaster on the international fashion circuit, she was often asked where her clothes came from. I wore my Chanel in unusual ways, she says of teaming a runway piece together with jeans. I love that Chanel can elevate the simplest items and I don't think that any other brand has that power. At the time, archive websites were few and far between. Vestair Collective had only just launched back in 2009, so Rachel decided to build a fun website selling unusual and iconic Chanel pieces from magazine shoots, as well as timeless pieces that go beyond seasons. Collectors soon bookmarked Rewind Shintage as a place to go for, for vintage Chanel acquisitions, and many items are snapped up by avid buyers even before they reach the website. The classic Chanel 2.55 bag and jewellery are the best emplacement pieces to make. The rarest gems, meanwhile, are runway pieces because they are created in small batches. They are double or triple the price because you literally cannot find them anywhere, she explained. How does one know whether one has hit the quilted jackpot or whether to walk away from the famous interlocking seas? Well, sourcing Chanel requires a combination of expertise, alchemy and mystery. Keep in mind stitching, stamping and hardware. These are the easiest ways to spot fakes. If Rachel has the smallest doubt about the authenticity of an item, she won't accept it into Rewind Vintage's inventory which she regularly rotates. I prefer to price things reasonably, rather than inflating it and sitting on stock. While the resale market is booming right now, the real real HGWI designer exchange and Bagista 
are just a handful of websites that have joined Rewind Vintage and Vestair Collective in the luxury consignment space. Ricardo has always had a constant stream of customers and says, I don't think there's necessarily a connection between investment buying and sustainability. The industry's gradual awakening in the necessity of circularity means that the wealthiest clients don't particularly choose a unique piece, which is brand new or vintage. Buying secondhand is equally exciting because there's a thrill in searching for something. Richo also predicts that McNulty's green tweed Chanel handbag, the most excited and expensive item in the sale, will be the first piece to fly off the website. There was always a twinkle in her eye when she talked about Chanel. Reminisces Rachel of her friend, and hopefully the upcoming e-commerce sale will do her memory that justice. And finally, Rosalia is the latest muse to feature in Giacomo's FaceTime photoshoot series. Hot on the heels of virtually orchestrated editorials with Bella Hadid, Barbie Ferreira and Steve Lacey, the singer has appeared on the French brand's feed. The Spanish star styled herself in Giacomo's painted shirt, worn unbuttoned over underwear, for the brand's most recent off-the-cuff at-home campaign shoot. The results were shared on Jacquemus' Instagram account in a post that the revealed Simon Port Jacquemus was inspired by the countryside in his native south of France and the work of the artist Suzanne when creating Rosalia's painted dob shirt. The singer reposted the images of her own Instagram feed where her fellow IG shoot model Bella Hadid was amongst those complimenting the final look. Rosalia, who has shared a string of fashionable outfits whilst in quarantine, has a penchant for cult French labels. And in one Instagram clip, the singer can be seen wearing a painted long-sleeved top from Marine Serre whilst eating microwave popcorn. One of the singer's go-to designers, Marine Serre, has also caught the eye of Kendall Jenner and Beyoncé, with both having spotted skin-tight bodysuits emblazoned with its unmistakable lunar print. Jacquemus is beloved by celebrities and fashion editors alike, and is also almost unrivaled in its Instagram appeal. Its Le Chiquito microbag reached a viral status when Lizzo wore one to the AMAs in 2019, while its Bamba straw hat was the talking point of 2018's heady summer. Seen on everyone from Rihanna to Ariadna Grande and Bella Hadid. Plus, who could forget the brand's magical Spring Summer 20 show? Models sauntered along a hot pink alfresco runway, flanked on either side by lavender fields, for its 10th anniversary celebration in Provence, featuring a lineup of stars, making one of the most memorable photo opportunities of the year. Jacquemus' Instagram feed 
successfully manages covetable fields and lush visuals with an irrelevant tongue-in-cheek approach. Whether it's a which bagger you snap or a lockdown mood pick of a croissant bras, courtesy of artist Nicole McLaughlin, this millennial designer knows exactly how to generate likes. I hope you can join me for the next Fashion Mode show, where I'll be looking at some of the summer street trends and style you can expect to see across the country as La Belle Paris prepares for Planete. With more details and features to follow, you can catch up with all the fashion news on forcmagazine.com and at FORC Magazine on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also keep up to date with the latest shows directly from Mixcloud, Podbean and our official profiles on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and Deezer under Force Magazine. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on.